Hello podcast listeners, so today we are just going to be having an interview where me and Jeremiah Patterson will talk about the impeachment trial that had just recently ended today as this recording, and before we even do that, we're going to have a prologue. Hope you enjoy it. Joining me now is former President Trump's attorney, Michael Vanderveen. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Let's get right into those words that we heard from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He ended the trial with his passionate speech about President Trump's involvement in the insurrection. During it, he said that the former president is still liable for everything he did during his period in office. Are you expecting to face more charges against Mr. Trump in the near future? And do you anticipate being part of that defense? No, that's just political rhetoric, and I was hopeful that something would come out of this, that the political rhetoric would stop out of Washington, D.C., but I guess apparently it hasn't. Were you, though, surprised to hear those words coming from the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate? I'm not surprised to hear a politician say anything at all. No. Well, throughout... Throughout the trial, you denied that Mr. Trump had a role in inciting the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. You argued, first of all, that there was no insurrection. But during your closing arguments, you seemingly admitted that there was, in fact, an insurrection, using that word, saying that that, that was not up for debate. What role no, you, did the you, former you, president you play? You didn't, you didn't understand the case. I used the word I'll give you the opportunity to clarify, my, sir. Sure. I uh, used the word insurrection in my closing argument when quoting the charging documents. Um, What happened at the Capitol on January 6th is absolutely horrific. But what happened at the Capitol during this trial was uh, not too far away from that. The prosecutors in this case doctored evidence. They did not investigate this case, and when they had to come uh, to the court of the Senate, to put their case on, because they hadn't done any investigation, they doctored evidence. It was absolutely shocking, I think, uh, when uh, when we discovered it and we were able to expose it and put it out. Uh, I think it turned a lot of senators. The American people should not be putting up with this. They need to look at who, uh, who these House managers were. Uh, and look to see whether these are the folks they want representing them. It was absolutely, it was shocking to me. Wouldn't have believed it. Uh, let's follow up with, uh, with a point that you're making right now about the House managers, as you say, doctoring evidence. And, uh, and the argument they didn't, they didn't uh, to be deny it. of yours. They didn't deny it. Uh, I put it in for, front of them three times. To be clear times. for our viewers, what you're what you're talking about now is is a check mark uh, that's a verification on Twitter that that did not exist on that particular tweet, uh, a 2020 that should have actually read 2021, um, and the selective editing you say of, of the tapes is that how is that the evidence of what you're speaking? Wait, that's not enough for you. That's not enough for you? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm not a juror in this trial. What I'm trying to be clear for our viewers is what what you're referring to. Because not everybody has been following. It's not okay to doctor a little bit of evidence. Respectfully. Respectfully. I have not said it 
said it. I have not said it is okay. Ma'am, your question is I want to be clear for our viewers. Listen, what I want to be clear for our viewers about what exactly you're saying when you say doctored evidence. The media has to start telling the right story in this country. The media is trying to divide this country. You are bloodthirsty for ratings, and as such, you're asking questions now that are already uh, uh, set up with a fact pattern. I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence. There's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored, to be frank with you, and perhaps that will come out one day. But we won this case, and I'm not a sore loser, but what happened, or a sore winner, I should say, but what should happen is somebody should look at the conduct of these house managers. It, it, it's unconscionable, aside from all of the due process violations that my client had. And the media should be looking at in a square, straight way. The straight way. When I watch the news, I watch one station and it's raining. I watch another station at the same time and it's sunny. Your coverage is so slanted, it's got to stop. You guys have to stop and start reporting more like PBS does rather than uh, 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 a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all. What I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence. And I believe your question says, well, it's only a Twitter check and, a, and changing a year of a date here. They switched the date of a Twitter a year to try to connect it to this case. That's not a small thing, ma'am. The other thing they did is they put Sorry. a check mark on something to, to make it look like it was a validated account when it wasn't. And when they were caught, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even try to come up with an excuse about it. And that's not the way our prosecutors or our government officials should be conducting themselves. And the media shouldn't be letting them get away with it either. I'm tired of the biased media on both sides, left and right. What this country wants, what this country needs, is this country to come together, to take the left and the right and find a middle ground and start responsibly being our public officials, our elected officials. And the new, and the re, one of the reasons why they do it is because of the media, because the media wants to tell their narrative rather than just telling it like it is. And frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm not a media, I'm not in front of your cameras all the time, uh, but what right. I've been subjected Sir, I, to I, I, this I last week. I understand, I yeah. understand, and I've given you, you the opportunity. You hear the truth, yeah. Okay. I've given you the opportunity. I, I will remind you that what I said was that for our viewers who have not been following all of the hours of of this trial, mm -hmm. to be clear about what you what you are speaking about, and I understand I'm speaking that you about seem the House manager's upset. failure to prove their case. That's that, that's what I'm telling and you. They you weren't able to prove their the case. Acquittal. You have won the acquittal of your client. Yes, and if you'd I like did. to continue to talk about this conversation, we can have that discussion. I don't need but, to. Uh, but for me to ask a question, a, a, slant, a, a slanted question, a slanted question that was set up question. to say it's okay for them to cheat. That was your question. Isn't it okay for that. them to cheat? I didn't it's say just that. Just a little bit. You, you know, said, to be fair, it was only fine. a check on the Twitter. Not, That's what you said. You gotta live by your words. I, uh, That's I, the problem. The media has to start living by the truth. 
and not trying All to right. create a narrative. Michael Vanderveen. Yep. Thank you for Citizen. joining us. I, I do appreciate. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I see you taking off your microphone now. That was President Trump's defense attorney, Michael Vanderveen. Good evening, Jeremiah Patterson. How are you doing? Hi. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm great. It's great to have you because I remember last time you were on, on, I believe, the Thanksgiving episode where you were just discussing the in-depth explanation of how everything went with the... um thanksgiving and how it really was but yes thank you for coming on that one time but i wanted you to come on again to welcome my audience about this impeachment trial thing and before i even go to my second question i really want to ask you this first question why was this trial even happening anyway so this impeachment trial um was happening um, uh, essentially based on the constitutional arguments. So our founding fathers um, did set up to the case to the point um, where you can be um, impeached or convicted after Optus. It has happened before. One of the more sort of obscure founding fathers um, in our history was impeached after office. So was a former war secretary who served under the Grant administration um, he was impeached, but not convicted in the Senate. He was impeached um, for lots of bribery, but he ended up resigning, thinking that he could evade accountability and being impeached, uh, but that ultimately did not happen. So this uh, impeachment trial uh, took place in the Senate, uh, even though he, uh, former President Trump, is out of office. Hmm. So that, that's sort of like the historical precedent there. Okay, so what was your reaction to this, even from when it first happened to now ending? Mm. Well, <laughs> I think the lead up, because I remember covering this on my show, the lead up to uh, the the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, lead up all the all the lies about the election and the mendacity behind that. I, I, I do believe it, it was a culmination of events. And if you um, if anybody got the chance to watch the impeachment trial, the House impeachment manager laid this out very well in terms of former President Trump's history of inciting violence with um, his supporters and mm -hmm. also just continuing uh, what they refer to as the big lie, which eventually led to the insurrection um, that killed, that left five people dead, including a Capitol Police officer um, on January 6th. Hmm. Hmm. If you were working in the politics industry, what would you do? And just explain everything that you're probably thinking about. What would you do if you were part of the industry, you know, in the office with these people working? Mm. So um, currently right now, um, the, the Senate has just concluded. Uh, they have just adjourned right now. So if I were, per se, like a senator, um, I, I would most definitely vote to uh, convict a former president for inciting an insurrection. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the so clear. Uh, based on what, based on the House managers' presentation, and um, I, I, based off the presentation I saw from the President's Defense Counsel, it looked like they kind of diverted attention a lot and essentially went to other arguments that were just <laughs> completely irrelevant to what uh, the case at hand. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what would I I would have done if I were a sitting mm -hmm. senator. Well, the final question I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to just talk with you with this question, too. Do you believe former President Trump should have been acquitted or not acquitted? Mm. 
Okay, so <laughs> I, I think I should explain this. Um, so the essentially acquitted, um, that means that the Senate does not find the former president guilty. The Senate does not find the public official guilty. Therefore, they have evaded accountability and they um, will not be convicted in the Senate. So you have acquitted and then you have convicted. I believe um, that the president, former President Trump, um, should have been um, convicted uh, for mm-hmm. insurrection. Um, in other words, he should have not been acquitted. Um, but by the majority vote today, I know lots of people are mystified by this. So it was 57 to 43, which means 50 Democrats voted mm-hmm. to convict the president in the Senate, along mm-hmm. with seven Republicans. Um, the way the Constitution sets this up, the way the founding fathers have this, is that there needs to be 67 senators. Mm-hmm. So it's not a majority vote. So it has to be 67 senators in order to convict a former, excuse mm. me, in order to convict any elected official. Mm-hmm. And that, that has never happened before. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, my apologies. Let me correct that. Oh, a, a sitting president or former president has never uh, been convicted before in the Senate. Mm. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I agree with you and I somewhat disagree as well. I'm sort of a fence rider <laughs> when it comes to this because Really, if you believe it, it is his fault. And I believe he should have been convicted. But if you actually paid attention that day when it happened on January 6th with the Capitol riots, Donald Trump did say on Twitter to tell his comrades or so-called followers to just calm down on Twitter. And they chose not to calm down. So they've gone rapid. So really, it is his fault for starting his you know, disciples of Trump supporters, but really it's the Trump supporters' fault for really going to Capitol because he did tell them to calm down and stop. So it's it's like a both. It's two sides to every story. You get what I'm saying? So, so it's, yeah. it's it's like a good thing, but it is a bad thing at the same time. You know, it's good that he's not convicted, but it's a bad thing that he's not convicted. So it it really depends on your heart and how you think. So, but in my opinion, as a Christian. God really did bless him because he could have been convicted and got charged, maybe even money from, you know, all of the wrongdoings he did. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you, you want to, you want to continue? Oh, yes. Yes. Continue um, on your okay. thoughts. Your thoughts. I, I, I do think um, I want to add one more point here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something that I've been a long advocate for, which is um, our, our democratic republic. I mean, mm-hmm. we have not, we've had, we do have many um, democracies in the world, mm-hmm. but many have um, fallen. And the president, for the first time when he was impeached and ultimately acquitted in the Senate, the first time the president was impeached for calling the the Ukrainian president, holding up military aid, and essentially asking him to do a political favor Mm -hmm. by investigating his political opponent at the time, Joe Biden, which eventually became uh, the winner of the 2020 presidential election. Mm -hmm. And that that was an abuse of power. Mm -hmm. But so um, it sent a message Mm-hmm. Especially for our, our our democratic republic in terms of preserving, and now we are here again. This was a more serious crime. I mean, if the mm-hmm. president, if former President Agreed. Trump, if former President Trump succeeded uh, tonight, we may not be looking at a President Joe Biden. We essentially could be 
<laughs> still in the middle of a current coup. Mm. Uh, it would have just been absolutely terrible. So I do think that uh, the president being acquitted, former President Trump being acquitted today sends a very dangerous message for our democratic republic. And mm-hmm. any official who wants to try this again may, may succeed next time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's just a blessing. And forgive me, podcast listeners, if some of you are Republicans, but I'm not trying to divide no one. But I'm just thankful that we, you know, we have a president that's trying to change things. And that is part of our party, Jeremiah, which is Democrat, you know, in order to make things better with the education system, the homeless mm-hmm. people and so much more. But again, again, anyone who is not part of our party. We're not trying to say that you're bad or anything. We're just talking about our party. So everyone who's listening to this, please don't get offensive or argumentative. Do you have any more thoughts, um, Jeremiah? Uh, no, I think I think we covered everything. Okay, then. Okay, then. Well, thank you for coming on this show. And where can we find you? Thank you. Um, my show is called The Jeremiah Patterson Show. You can listen anywhere you enjoy your podcast. Um, the show is about news, politics, and history, and I do episodes um, every Saturday and Sunday. Okay, okay. Thank you for coming on the show, and hope I see you again for a third time next time. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a blessed day. You too. Hello, podcast listeners. That was a wonderful interview that me and Jeremiah Patterson actually had. And if you actually go to his podcast, which is on all platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, and many more, you will actually hear more about him speaking about the impeachment trial and just merely talking about what was really happening on that impeachment trial. And he'll be really explaining an in-depth explanation. But I just wanted him to give you a little scoop in it tonight so that you can be prepared to listen to his full episode when it gets released as this recording of this episode. And also that prologue, yes, the prologue is kind of feisty, but the only thing I really agree with what that old man really said was that the media, and I'm not talking about politics, I'm just talking about in general what media is so true. Media has changed things and it does divide us instead of put us together because the media says any and anything, but you don't know what really happens behind the scenes. Like how I said on this interview and just an old saying, there's two sides to every story. So you can't really go by what the media says or what that person says. It's just like if you're talking to a person in real life and they gossip, gossip, gossip and says the wrong thing and divide your friends or your cousins or friends and brothers, whoever whomever you can't do that and the media is messed up like that i'm not saying all media does that but 50 percent of the world's social media and media in general does lie but what that guy was doing i don't know what he was saying i don't understand everything and i don't want to say i agree with he say or disagree so i'm gonna just leave everything else he said alone but the way how he handled it, he did not handle it correctly. How he dropped his mic and yelled at the lady on that CBSN network, that was not, that wasn't even called for. And that was very rude and disrespectful. He should have handled that better, but hey, we can't get mad at that. But also, again, I just only agree on the part about media. And I don't mean in politics, I just mean in general. Media does divide us and I agree that all parties should come together and help each other because instead of us dividing we should come together and help each other for the better of America and the entire earth and especially for this COVID situation that we're dealing with now so I hope you all have a blessed and wonderful day and 
please, please, please make sure you remember to listen to Jeremiah Patterson's show and listen to his latest episode as this recording, which should be talking about the impeachment trial that just recently ended today as of this recording of this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful episode and have a blessed day. And I forgot to tell you podcast listeners that I do have a blooper at the end. It's only one because we really did great on this interview and there wasn't really nothing to edit but the first part. But I hope you enjoyed this very brief edit because you know I always like to do blooper bloopers when I do interviews. Hope you have a blessed and wonderful day, guys and gals. Good evening, Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> it's oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's just really get serious into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>